Create in us clean hearts, O God, and renew a right spirit within us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. A few days ago, I got this text on my phone. Your Uber account information has been updated. If you didn't make this change, email support at uber.com. Ugh! I had downloaded the Uber app last summer, but I had not made any changes to my account. So I emailed support at Uber immediately, and then I panicked. I remembered that I'd gotten another text like this, ostensibly from Twitter, a few years ago, and that ended up in my account being hacked, and then other accounts being hacked. Was this text really from Uber? Did I even still have that Uber account? Thus ensued a cascade of events to prevent someone from accessing all of my accounts. I tried to contact a live person at Uber, forget about it. I checked my credit card accounts for any weird charges. And then I had to change all of my passwords everywhere. It took a couple hours, and I'm still not really sure what happened. I mean, look, I don't really care if someone gets my credit card number because we're all protected. But what I'm really worried about is someone getting enough information to steal my identity? I mean, don't we all fear that? Don't we all have this sort of subterranean fear that one day we'll wake up and we'll be like all those horror stories where our credit is upended or frozen? Someone in some other country is acting as us or worse? Well, in today's gospel, we have a first-century case of attempted identity theft. Yes, Jesus goes into the wilderness where he fasts and is tempted for 40 days. The temptations are pretty fundamental. Show us what you've got, Jesus. Demonstrate your power. Perform some magic tricks. Turn stones into bread. Rule all the kingdoms of the world just for a small price, Jesus. Get God to do your bidding, Jesus. Show us who's in charge. The devil offers some good things, desirable things, food, power, bragging rights, and he even throws in some scripture to boot because, after all, temptations usually come in the language we already speak. But you see, even though the devil offers tempting visions, what the devil is really up to is trying to steal Jesus' identity. The devil taunts twice. If you are the Son of God then prove it. In other words, maybe you're not beloved. Don't bother with worshiping God and following God's rules. Do your own thing. Rely on yourself. 
Serve yourself. Promote yourself. But Jesus doesn't fall for that. Jesus isn't tempted to be something, someone other than he is because he is so steeped in his identity as son of God. A faithful Jew who knows his scriptures and can out-Bible beazzle because he knows the scriptures are a love story about God the lover and us the beloved. Jesus rests secure that he is known and loved and called not to power but to humility, not to aggrandizing himself but to serving others. So the devil gives up. Jesus' firewall is too secure, but the scripture tells us that he doesn't leave forever, just waits until a more opportune time. Now, we might hear this story, and we hear it every year on the first Sunday of Lent, and we might imagine that these temptations are unique to Jesus. After all, no one is going to tempt us to turn stones into bread. No one probably is going to ask us to rule the world or to jump off a cliff to test God. But oh, how often we face attacks on our identity. How often we are tempted to stray from who we are and whose we are. How often are we lured away from our identity, tempted to be other than who we were created to be, beloved, beloved of God. We are told by every advertiser out there that we're not good enough as we are. We are not handsome or hip enough. We are not sexy or smart enough. So we ought to buy more stuff to improve ourselves. We are told, especially in this political season, that we are better than some other group of people, that we ought to fear them protect ourselves from others and outsiders, and the only cost is to give up a little of what we truly believe in, generosity, compassion, fairness. Self-help pundits, talk show gurus, and proponents of the prosperity gospel tell us that we deserve to be wealthy, that we ought to chase whatever we can dream up for ourselves to gather more and more as signs of our blessedness. And even our own internal voices try to steal our identities, don't they? Veering as they do from self-aggrandizement to savage self-criticism. Temptation is whatever draws us from our identity. It is whatever tries to steal who we truly are and replace it with a false self. 
even traditional temptations to cheat on a spouse or on an exam or on taxes, to overindulge in food or alcohol or shopping, the temptations to gossip, to brag, to belittle another, to indulge in self-pity. All of those are pulling us away from whom we are made to be by God. You see, we are made to love. We are made to serve God. We are made to love. We are made to serve one another to grow closer and closer to the one who created us, to live into our image as beloved. And anything that tempts us away from that, fame and power, youth and beauty, riches and admiration, well, that's just identity theft. The sin isn't in giving in to temptation. The sin is in forgetting who and whose we are. So how do we protect our identities? The same way Jesus does, by being steeped, steeped in God. Instead of trying to prove his worth to the devil, the tempter, Jesus places all of his faith on God. He doesn't defend himself. He says, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He doesn't explain why he's not following the devil. He says, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus is so grounded in his faith, in prayer, in scripture, in God. He doesn't argue with the devil. He doesn't even let him have a toehold into questioning his identity. So let us steep ourselves in our identity. Let us steep ourselves in the love story that is scripture, immersing ourselves in prayer. Let us steep ourselves in church, one of the only places that tells us the truth about ourselves. We're not perfect. It's not all about us. We're not happiest and most faithful when we get a lot, but when we love and serve a lot. And church tells us no matter how imperfect we are, we are perfectly loved. And then let us live deeply into this Lenten season, this time of year that bids us to repent, to turn, and turn again back to God back to our true identity, back to who God is always calling us to be, faithful and beloved. Amen.